Hey everybody and welcome back to the My Therapy in the Box podcast. It's your girl and your host, Courtney Porter. Yo, what's up, man? It's Marcus Porter in the house. And we are back and still excited to be here. Thank you all for joining us yet again for another episode. We appreciate you, your support, your love, and your continuing um, to listen to all of the episodes. Yep, yep. It is the month of June, man. It's crazy how these months are flying by uh, like pancakes. Yeah, I guess you can say this is like the end of the second quarter, about to be the end of the second quarter of the year. Yeah, pretty much. It's halftime. I call this halftime. Actually, July be halftime, right? Well, if you think of it. Yeah, yeah, second half. Second half when July hits. So We're ending uh, the second half. Yeah, man. So everybody had goals this year. So hopefully people are on track to to hitting their goals, you know, for these first six months and kind of, you know, it's a time to kind of reassess mm-hmm. those New Year's resolutions and right. <laughs> try to uh, try to get a little bit more uh, motivated to finish the second half strong. Yeah, hopefully, you know, a lot of times you resolutions are just list that we want to come up with. Yeah. Just yeah. to guide us. Right, right, right. Throughout the year. But I think we should just call them New Year, New Year goals instead of resolutions. Because some things don't end up being resolved how we want it to. Yeah. And we tend to be on and off. Yeah, that's true. With it anyway. That is true, though. That's true. But anyway, hopefully, y'all are ending your second quarter of the year strong. And you're ready to hit halftime so you can regroup. Halftime, meaning the summer. Oh, snap. Summer starts this month. Oh yeah Like I forgot summer I thought it was already June. here That's how hot it is outside I thought yeah, it was here Yeah that's true Yeah I've been kind of calling Well I've been calling it summer Yeah <laughs> Like you forget when it was spring Cause it be so hot Yeah it just goes from winter to summer Yeah Like after the first First two weeks of spring You forget that It's it's springtime Yeah Technically the season It changed It transitioned its own self Forget what's on the calendar Yeah It's doing its own thing I wish I wish we could have like a, a a winter to spring or like a like a fall all year long. Oh yeah, that would be kind of cool, man. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man. Let's. What are we getting into today? Today we are gonna jump into talking about addictions. Addictions. I'm addicted to you. Remember that song? By yeah, by uh, Ryan Leslie. Yeah. I'm addicted to you. Don't, don't, don't. Yep, 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 yep. I know that's that one. That's all I know, though. But yeah, we're gonna talk about addictions and how c- addictions can, you know, kill us, kill us softly. Yeah, man. Addictions kill us is, slowly, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's no joke, man. So uh, well, why don't why don't you just tell the people, you know? What you think? Wait, 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 is. wait, wait. Time out. Now, why, how you going? You the mental health therapist, man. How you going to try to... So, you be trying to put me on the spot. <laughs> nah, see. you try to put me on the spot. You just want to know, see what I'm going to say. Pretty... I mean, duh. That's why we're all here to see what you going to say, to see what I'm going to say. You trying to test I my... I don't always have to go first on everything. You the therapist, though. You it know these terms. It you, doesn't change who I am. I'm just asking you what you think an addiction is. You it like, don't change my knowledge of the situation. You like Dr. Umar Johnson. In, in mental health You know what I'm saying So you You know all the Technical terms Of what addiction is Okay So But I, that doesn't mean That you don't Okay 
So I'm gonna give you guys. I'm gonna give you my my definition. Yeah, and I'm the, gonna just re- reframe it. The raw definition of what I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, to me, addiction is uh, something that you are addicted to. Now, one thing that you cannot do, you cannot use the word to define the word. And we did that in school all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? You know, something that you addicted to, uh, duh. That's a strategy. Hey, kids, if you're listening, that's how you do it. If somebody asks you in school, hey, uh, what is stress? Um, stress means when you're stressed out. Okay. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm glad you can use it in a sentence, you, but what does it mean? Use that joint in a sentence. Define the word. They be like, man, that was a good definition. <laughs> when you addicted to stuff, that's good. That's okay. I got you. Um, I think uh, addiction but is. Let's, okay. Let's try this again. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get, get this two right. Um, addiction is something that you. Um, it's a disorder uh, that. Uh, <laughs> you, you be see. That's what I'm saying, man. So addiction is like, um, let's say you're, you have this fetish or this, um, you, you, it's like something you gotta have. You know, you can't live without. Um, and it kind of con- you, it's it's something to where you can't control. I mean, you can control it, but you've allowed it to over, to to kind of control you and your de- decision process. Okay. Um. So. Um. Uh, sometimes, uh, most of the times, addiction is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you can get so far into being committed to something that's not good for you mentally or health-wise uh, that it's hard for you to uh, resist it. Okay. Almost like um, sweets or sugar. Like, you just got to have that craving because you keep feeding your body the sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, but you feel like every day is something that you gotta have because you you've grown into this habit of thinking that this is something that you need when you really don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've created this habit over such a song, such a such over a long amount of time that it's hard to break that bad habit that you've created. Therefore, you've become addicted to it um, because. You know, I guess addiction is sin. You know what I'm saying? And sin is fun. And it's, it's sin is not healthy for you. Okay. So that's, that's that's how I can break it down. Well, I guess I my um, understanding of addiction is it's pretty much not what you think, but what you do with what you think. It's not what you think, but it's what you do with what you think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. See, that's what I'm saying. See, you be you be saving up stuff. You got your little pad over here. You be saving up some stuff. <laughs> that's how folks do it. They they let the immature they let the amateurs go first, so they can say some dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here say? fumbling. I'm fumbling this stuff with my joint. I'm like over here. Just, you just kept going like you was doing the essay. Run those sentences and all, man. You over here like okay, okay, okay. Then you come up with a line like that. See what I'm saying, man? These folks over here listening to this podcast like, man, Courtney, you left Marcus hanging on that one now. No, I didn't. How did I leave you hanging? You know what I'm saying? That was your interpretation of addiction, and this is my interpretation of addiction. I ain't say it had to be a paragraph. I just told you to give me (laughs) what you think addiction is. She was ready, dog. She was ready. She was like, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, it's... 
addiction is pretty much not what you think, but what you do, what you think. Gotcha. Which still piggybacks off what you said, because it's a habit that's pretty much formed. But an addiction is doesn't really become what it is until a behavior is performed in the process. Gotcha. That's good. Right. Do you you get it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I get sir. it. Yeah. I got you. I so, got you. So pretty much, let's get into what. So 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 since we define addiction, mm-hmm. what are some things that people can be addicted to? What? Since you defined it already, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well. One is, you say sugar, but food can be an addiction for some people. Alcohol, drugs, you know, those are like the common, you know, addiction. things that people yeah. go to Pen- go, go through with addiction. Pornography, sex is an addiction. People can can be addicted to sex. I, I, I don't Shopping. understand that one now. Like, you know. <sighs> Shopping. <laughs> um, work. Work, work, okay. You know, work. Um, perfectionism. Mm. Oh, so we going we 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 digging deeper than just drugs and alcohol and stuff. We we going deeper. Yeah, I mean So you can be addicted to anything. Social media? Okay then. That's I, mean, I heard I read an article saying that social media is the new cancer. Modern day. Modern day cancer. Explain. Like it's it's killing folks. <laughs> I know that's not what the article said. <laughs> it said it said something like that. I didn't read so the you, article. You was coming with the punchline, but not the knockout. I confess, not I didn't. The TKO. <laughs> I did not read the article. I just read the highlight. You of just it. read the title. Yeah, I just read the title. <laughs> y'all got me. Y'all got me. Y'all got me. Podcasters, <laughs> listeners, y'all got me. I just read the title. Look, no. you was coming hard with it. I heard that. <laughs> yeah, Look, man. I don't now, when you, gonna, when you gonna come with a line like that, you at least read the first two sentences so you can back it up. Let's move on, guys. I mean, because that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's deep, though. Yeah. Like, social media is the modern day cancer. Like, it is, that's crucial because cancer is no joke. Yeah, because you, I mean, you're, I mean, I don't even want to try to explain it. You don't want to go into it no more. You know. <laughs> I feel like I'm digging a deeper hole. <laughs> like a donkey. But yeah, yeah, um, okay then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But you know. Anyway. But yeah, yeah, but you know, there's a lot of stuff so that it's not just drugs and alcohol. You can no. be addicted to social but you know, media. I think people get consumed with drugs and alcohol because that's what other people that's what other people can see. Yeah, sure. You know, there are a lot of addictions that people don't see. Like people can't see you going eating a whole bucket of ice cream at home because nobody's going to post, you know, post that when they're depressed, they overeat or not eating at all. You know, hence anorexia and bulimia when you don't eat. But, you know, that can get deeper, you know, deeper into that. Like we said, like I said at the beginning, it's not what you think, but what you do, what you think. And there's so many thoughts in our head that trigger these forms of addictions, you know, these impulses and urges. Gotcha. Okay. That we fall into, um, and no addictions are the same. You know, everybody has their vices, as we say. Yeah. So, like shopping and and can be an addiction. Mm-hmm. Playing uh, like, video games. Oh my oh, god. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, I get so annoyed when I hear these. 
the kids talk about Fortnite. I'm just like, oh my god! I mean, you deal you with that every day, though. Had to play. It's like yeah. that's all they want to do is talk about. Like I have certain kids there on Fortnite all night long, and I'm just like, how? Oh, it it it's an irk. <laughs> it, yeah. it irks me so bad. And they wonder. And using like the computers, like being on the internet, it's a like condition. I think I, I'm always on the internet. Mm-hmm. So and I one love, thing about social media is it can lead to other things. Yeah. You know social what I'm media. I'm on social media and internet a lot. I spend most of my time doing those two things every day. Mm-hmm. So. And it's easy to get so consumed that you lack, you know, taking care of other things. Yeah. That yeah. You that's need true. To. Um, one thing, another thing when it comes to addiction is that it pretty much, I think addictions become addictions because it's like provides, it's providing a quick relief or what we think a quick relief is for us. And we feel that once we engage in this addiction or do this addiction, whatever we're dealing with or struggling with will go away. Right, right. Or we feel like it will. Or we'll gain some form of relief from it. Okay. So. Yeah. I thought you was going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This this podcast is so unpredictable. You never know. You never know what you're going to get. You never like know. Like a box of chocolate. A box of Valentine's chocolate. Some of them you eat. Some of them you don't. Kiki, kiki, All right. Anyway. So... Let's see. The next point when it comes with addiction is that most people that struggle with addiction, the underlying cause is a struggle with worthiness, not feeling that we're worthy enough or we're comparing ourselves to things, um, not things, but people and situations. Okay. Hence the struggle with alcohol or the struggle with drugs, all of those diff- or even pornography, you know. Since not feeling worthy enough, not feeling accepted, not accepted, feeling accepted yeah. or valued, you know, validated. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, it's a lack of something, and so they're turning to that particular addiction or thing um, because there there is a void that that's missing. They need to fill it. Exactly. They're yeah. trying to fulfill the void. Right. An empty void. Yeah, so you may feel lonely, or you may feel left out, mm-hmm. or you may not feel like you're the life of the party, or nobody likes your personality, but when you drink, a different side of you comes out. Right. And so people... That may be more attracted to you. Attracted to that side of state. you. Yeah, in a drunk state. Mm-hmm. And so that for, therefore, that's what you that's what you lean towards. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. Or you may be dealing, dealing with depression, or... Mm-hmm feeling lonely depressed down or something tragic happened and you turn to drugs to kind of suppress the pain yeah but then in suppressing the pain it becomes it's an additive that becomes addictive Mm. actually if you what you what you just said that's what an addiction is it's like an additive in your life you're adding to what you think is missing right right so it's in it's an addict addition the addiction becomes an addition to your life but it's not adding value to you right yeah it's even though you like that good right the value that you think the addiction is adding isn't increasing your worth yeah that's true you know but and and some people are are um they 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 were introduced to certain things at a very young age 
So what you're saying is exposure. Yeah. It, exposure it, leads to addictions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, as kids, like for instance, I dealt with pornography. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about pornography, but you know, at such a young age, just by going to like my friend's house, they would have magazines. Mm-hmm. And with, that, that goes with relative too. We go to cousins' houses, yeah. family. So, so I, it could be mm-hmm. something that you really had no intention uh-huh. to be introduced to or to know. But because of someone else, you got introduced to it. And then I guess it became more of like you were curious because a yeah. lot of drugs and stuff, people may be curious about certain things. Yeah. And so out of curiosity, you want to go see more. Right. And you're. Or do more. Yeah. That curiosity opens up another avenue in your mind. And also the curiosity with drugs and want more is trying to create that initial feeling, yeah. which you which you won't ever get again. Right. And that's how people become addicted to drugs. That initial high. Yeah. They they keep searching for it, and you know they keep doing more and more of it, thinking they're gonna get the initial experience that they had, and they won't ever get that initial. You know, it's just like a a bucket of cold water being thrown in your face. The other reactions won't give you the way the initial reaction is. it still may shock you yeah yeah that's you know true. but it still won't be like the first time a cold water got thrown in your face or whatever yeah yeah i don't know if that's a valid example but you know it's good enough for me um another thing about addictions is that you know we try to numb certain emotions with mm-hmm. with addictions yeah, yeah 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 i feel you on that one i was listening to um listening to a book because you know since we had a you know our little audible app right a lot of times during my commute i listen to different books Mm -hmm. and i was listening to a Brene brown book and it was saying how we try to numb selective emotions but we not only do we numb the negative emotions but we numb positive emotions too so we're thinking that you know drinking or whatever is keeping me from being depressed but it's not making you happier, you know, in Just the process to suppress either. the pain. Yeah. Right. So, you know, in, in con- being engaged in these various addictions, it's not making us better. Yeah. You know, it's not fixing anything or solving any solution. Just making time go by until you can. At a slower pace. Yeah, slower pace. Mm-hmm. Take your mind off of what's really happening and escape. Right. From reality. Taking the edge off the pain, the feelings, and discomfort. Yeah. But I I think the hardest thing um, when it comes to addictions is really feeling, like feeling those difficult emotions. That's why people numb it because we're so scared to feel because we really think we're going to die from experience, well, from actually thinking about actual experiences that we've gone through we think it may overwhelm us so much that we can't handle it and then we resort to you know covering those emotions up with these various addictions that we have right 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 so if we can just lean into difficult emotions and just really allow ourselves to feel it then we realize that man i'm you know i'm still alive it didn't it didn't kill me like i thought (laughs) you know what i'm saying you know i allowed my brain to overwhelm myself so much and overthink that it was going to break me yeah. that I just refused to engage in it altogether. Right, right, right. But addiction is really facing the problem head on. Yeah. And once you face that problem, 
the addiction isn't as strong as it initially was. Yeah. You re- you yeah, know Yeah, I guess saying? when you face it, or I think like admitting that you right. have the problem is the is the first biggest step. And that's, um, mm-hmm. Because some, because a lot, I know I'm I'm speaking from my personal experiences because I've dealt with pornography, and I know when I was dealing with pornography, I didn't want nobody to know that I was having doing having this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess once it came out to where I had to admit it, like it it kind of struck you as like, dang, I do have a problem. You know, I do, you know, I do have an issue. And I and and then also being educated about mm-hmm. what that 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 addiction is, you know, and why that has become an addiction for you, right? You and know? and and the and the cons of of being addicted to that particular thing, right. and how it can harm you uh, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Mm-hmm. And just uh, I think when once you become more aware of and, and educated on it. Then you, it starts to open your mind up. It's like, yo, I'm a part of the statistic. Like, this is affecting my life. Right. You know? And then the education also is part of the why. Like, why Why did I, de- why did I even get here? Yeah. Like, what, what trauma or situation did I experience in my life to get me here? You know what I'm saying? So, and that's part of the education. Once you get educated on the why, mm-hmm. then the how tends to figure itself out and you can really get some understanding on how you can you know cope with it yeah and overcome it because addictions don't have to be a stronghold on you for your the rest of your life yeah you know so um when you allow yourself to experience you know those difficult emotions then you're easily able to overcome it right and so the most powerful even though the most powerful emotions can cause the most um, pain when you're vulnerable and you allow yourself to open up, then the weight, the load becomes a little lighter. Yeah. You know, that's and it the- makes you feel like you're not alone through the process because what you don't realize is that a lot of people have been through some of the same things that you're maybe going through. Right. You know, mm-hmm. whether you experience trauma in your life that maybe led you to this addiction um, there's a lot of other people that been through the same thing. Like I thought I was the only person dealing with pornography. Heck no. Do you know? And, yeah, yeah. You know, when you kind of, you know, we remember when we was going and speaking about it and we was doing mm-hmm. like speaking engagements and we was, we was sharing our testimony and I was sharing how, you know, my testimony with pornography. And even though I was putting my business out on front street, like at the end of these speaking engagements, people would come up to me and say, man, you know, I'm, I'm, you're, you're very bold, but your testimony helped me because I'm dealing with the same thing mm-hmm. or I've dealt with the same thing with pornography. And then it opens your eyes to like, dude, I'm not the only one. Right. It's just like we in our community are not talking about these things. Right. You know, we, we, we can easily talk about drugs and alcohol, but when it comes to like sex, you know, you know what I'm saying? Or pornography. Like that's these like some of these topics are real touchy to talk right. about. It's easy to talk about stuff that you don't struggle with, right? Because right. you can easily deflect onto somebody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, but those addictions that nobody sees and people can't automatically point out, like oh, such and such is struggling with that, right? Or such and such is dealing with that. Then, you know, secrecy usually breeds even more shame on a person yeah. and embarrassment. 
which is what vulnerability is, is exposing that secret and that darkness. Yeah. You know, I just I'm just trying to figure out why we as a community, a society are just unable to open up about these issues when it seems to be, you know, from what we've been through and, and the, the responses that we got from different people, that people are are, are hungry for for people to be authentic and real and raw mm-hmm. and just share their testimonies and we come together as a community to talk about these issues um i'm just i'm struggling with the fact of like how how how, how is it that we can't express that you know what i'm saying to each other you know we, we see each other every day you know what i'm saying we see these people walking in passing we see them at church we see them in our jobs we see them in our families our best friends but when it comes to things that we're really struggling with mm-hmm. or things that we have addictions to, we, we, we're, we're just not opening up about it. It's like we already feel, I think you already feel bad or this, the sense of guilt or shame from even having an addict and being addicted to something anyway. And the addition, the and sharing it with somebody else, you just don't want to experience any more judgment or feeling like yeah. judgment coming from people when you already judging yourself. Yeah. About it. <clears throat> they start and looking so, at you with shame in their right. eyes. Right, and then you think that you know people will treat you differently based off what they know about you, and that could be because what we how we think others will treat us could be our projection of how we'll be. If we heard that from somebody else, a lot of times we project our own feelings on the other people. So I think it more so has to do with judgment. And that could be true to a certain extent because you can't you can't really trust everybody with your, you know, with your deepest struggles. With your secret. Yeah. <laughs> you can't trust everybody. Yeah. And you know how they do celebrities, you know, and the actors and actresses in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. They, they ready to gossip about something. And I think the thing is, people... People, you know, push and stress transparency so much and being vulnerable so much. And, you know, I love to see transparency. But then once you see it, like, at what does it benefit you? Somebody else's transparency. What is my transparency? How does my transparency benefit you? Other than what you can use or leverage, like some celebrity, yeah. you know. Like some re- reporters or news people may do want celebrities say, do this, oh, such and such had an affair on so-and-so. Then it's just like a repetition, a yeah. repetitious cycle of you keep seeing over and over what you said six months ago. Yeah. And you can't live it down. Right, right, right. You know, because it's going to continue to come up. So there's a risk in sharing your addiction. But does is the risk is exceed the reward of getting that weight lifted off of you i think i think sharing it in with the appropriate people or the Mm -hmm. the appropriate person to help you overcome it right hence you know having a therapist if you just want to share it with somebody who you but know will keep your business confidential or you know they have small groups in certain places who experience the same struggle as you yeah they're you know they have small groups out there so I mean, there are avenues and solutions to it, but some some things I just I don't really agree with when it comes to social media. I mean, yeah. it's transparency and stuff. It's all it's cool, 
I just think it's a certain it's, it's a limit. It's limit. It's a limit to it. Yeah, it's yeah. a limit to a, bound, a boundary to it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like what what what's the point of you being transparent? Yeah, it what's your what's your goal? Yeah, unless unless it's something strategic. Yeah, you're strategically trying to help somebody, or you're sharing a story. But everyday transparency is just like overkill. Right. Yeah. Right. I know when I share in my experience when I share my stuff with my friends. It became it became more of accountability to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah. But it it wasn't like it was helping me. It was just like I confessed it. Mm-hmm. And it was more so they was checking up on me to see how I was doing. But I felt like I got the most benefit when I went to a therapist because I got to dig it, we got to dig deeper. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, okay, what did you go through in your past? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Why do you do it? Like, what causes you to do it? Okay, what What are you doing before you do it? Not like, what What things lead up? Yeah. To it. So it it was more like when I saw a therapist, like the therapist was just so gifted enough to look at different tactics, and to to help you prevent it, and and then kind of also see why you're doing it, mm-hmm. and giving you strategies on how to avoid uh, it. Yeah, avoid it the next time. So yeah. I think it's real. I think the real key uh, is really, you know, confessing it to yourself and admitting you have the problem, but going to seek a professional to mm-hmm. to help you with it. Right. You know, and one question that I would that I would um, consider also is: Does whatever does your addiction stop you from being emotionally honest? Does it get in the way of your authenticity or feeling connected? Um, and hiding and escaping from reality or creating boundaries. Yeah. You know, does it do any of those things? You know, those are questions to ask yourself because if it does stop you from being emotionally honest, then it's not helping you. If it doesn't help you create boundaries, it's not helping you. If it keeps you in a place of secrecy to where you have to hide and escape from what's real, it's not helping you. Yeah. You know, so... Asking yourselves those particular questions. If you are not who you were or don't feel like you're the same person post, you know, engaging in that urge, then it is not doing you any justice. Yeah, that's true. Totally agree. Right. So, um, you know, just another thing to consider. A lot of times we um, get so caught up in thinking that negative experiences can lead to addictions but a lot of times positive experiences can lead to going back to addictions okay positive experiences for example i was listening to this this same book a lot of times people you you heard the term relapse right yeah 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 yeah. which is kind of goes along with addictions a lot of times people relapse like you can be you can go so long without doing something and then you relapse, right? Yeah. So you we a lot of times we think, oh, something bad happened to cause this person to relapse, but something good may happen. For example, things could be going so good that now you think, Oh shoot, some what's about to go down, something bad's about to happen. Let me just go ahead and do this just so I can prepare myself or just get it over with. It's almost like you don't allow yourself to experience anything good because we get so caught up in something bad happening, thinking the worst case scenario. So even happiness or 
experiencing good emotions can lead to relapse. So are you talking about like, for instance, if I have a drinking addiction and then all of a sudden we're, we're at this family gathering and we're celebrating uh, an anniversary for our parents and then we all taking the toast mm-hmm. to something great and then you take a toast with some drinks or something and then you relapse. Yeah, that can be an example. So that's a that's that's a good thing turning bad or something. It can, especially when you know that drinking is your vice. Yeah. You know that it's not good. I mean that it's not helpful to you. But and is that, it is can that lead what you're saying? More. Is that is that kind of along the lines of what you're saying? Is that positive experiences can lead to that relapse or that addiction? Yeah. Because that's a positive. Experience or positive environment. It is a good thing, yeah. But you know, we're just we're just having a little toast, and it's a celebration. But you drinking it, you know, brings back those memories. Brings back those memories. And then you want more. You want more, yeah. Um, and a cool. lot of people, we you know, we don't think that we are we deserve anything good to happen to us. So right. when good things happen for a long amount of you know, an extended amount of time, we start thinking, we start doubting and thinking the worst case scenario because we're just not used to good things happening to us and for us. So we think, oh, shoot, the the world's about to, like some. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying now. I mean, I see what you're saying because it's it's like everything is going, like you've dealt with so much in your life. Mm -hmm. You just now overcame it. And then now you're living a good life to where you feel like you're going up. And then you're thinking like, oh, this is great. But I've, I've been through the worst. And at some point, sometime, that, that, that worst point is going to come back. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you're trying to predetermine what's going to happen. Right. Because you're like, man, it, life doesn't feel this right. good. And it's not going to last this long. It ain't going to last this long. Something's going to come up and I'm going to relapse again. Or I'm going to, it's going to, karma's going to come anyway. Right. So you, it's like you try to beat it to the punch. Exactly. Got you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was, that, that was just my my point you know when it comes to addiction yeah i see what you're saying that's a good one that's a real good one so um addictions man it's it's really uh something you know it's it's really serious in 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 our society man and um you know if if someone's struggling with addiction like what's some final tips that you could give like a person that's going through addiction or or they may you may know somebody that's going through addiction but you don't know what to do you know what i'm saying we kind of um mentioned a few things earlier one is just allowing yourself to feel that difficult emotion and sometimes that's best when you're with a professional yeah to where they can walk you through it you know like you feel you feel like you're in a safe space to where you can get you can get it out without breaking down or feeling so broken that no one's there to help you pick it back up. So engaging in various coping techniques. Um, you know, in other, other episodes, we talked about different having different coping skills in your toolbox, exercise. Like you have to, like engaging in other activities, um, in place of what you would normally do. 
you know, exercise is one. If I'm used to going to the bar happy hour, you know, yeah. instead of doing that, I have to find a new habit, right? Right, right. Like addictions start with, new you know, habits. with a new habit. I mean, with you re- repetitiously doing the same thing. So you have to form a new habit, whether it, whether it is exercise or um, reading or if most of what you do happens when you're by yourself, maybe you need to be around more people. Right, right. That's true. You know what I'm saying? You know, pretty much having a plan for yourself, a safety plan. Yeah. In place, something you can go to and stick with. If you know you get consumed when you're around more people, then you should do the opposite. You should probably be to yourself in certain instances. Yeah. And asking yourself, um, like I mentioned earlier, do you feel like you're honest with yourself when you're engaging in in this addiction? Are your boundaries more loose or more healthy when you engage when you engage in these addictions? Is it benefiting you? Like, what's the benefit? Yeah. You know, how has it helped you? If you can't answer yes or have a good response to any of those questions, then, you know, it's it's not doing you any good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So. Yeah, I, I know what for me, uh, a couple of things that to, to kind of help people avoid um, addictions or to help them with addiction is to avoid high, high risk situations. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's almost like, Courtney, with your mental with your mental health therapy, I hear a lot, you know, even from you and Dr. Perry, it's Dr. Perry, right? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> where we talk about uh, mental health is that are there basic needs being met? It's, it's, it's something where I was in her class, you know, uh, in social work and they talked about how if you can meet these these four basic needs in society you can help with a lot of mental illnesses so this is they're like high-risk situations so for instance hungry you know what i'm saying avoiding high-risk situations like hungry have you eaten well today mm-hmm. like did you did you have a good meal um angry you know loneliness or are you feeling tired are you getting enough rest do you feel alone you know what i'm saying are you hanging around the right people you know uh you know, is are you stressed out? Is anything causing you to be upset? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also making checking your checking your environments. I know what for me, I had to think about. Okay, when I'm doing this addiction, who are the people that I'm hanging around? Mm-hmm. If I'm doing this addiction, where where am I doing this addiction at? What what's the place? What's the environment? And what what are some things that remind me of this addiction? And so when you become aware of the people, place, and thing that's, that that relates to your addiction, then you can avoid those high risk situations. You know what I'm saying? So for instance, for example, if I deal with pornography and I'm always looking at pornography when I'm at the house alone, when nobody's there, mm-hmm. then first is the people. Who am I around when I'm looking at pornography? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Okay, the the place. Where am I looking at pornography? At my home alone. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And what's the thing that, that I'm, I'm I'm on my internet browser? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's like you have to say, you know what? I have to avoid this high risk situation. So what do you do? Well, I don't need to be at the house by myself. 
during these certain during times. these certain times. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I need to be out doing stuff, and then when everybody comes home, then I come home. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Avoid these high risk situations. Look at your environment and see what in your environment is causing you to. It's um, triggering you to engage in the urge. Exactly, mm-hmm. and once you figure out those triggers, you can better, you know, play chess. We're trying to, you know, avoid those situations. And overcome it. And overcome it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, that's that's something I learned. Mm-hmm. You know, with the people, place, and thing when, when dealing with pornography. And not only pornography, but various, you know, all, all addictions. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best way I could put it in my terms mm-hmm. um, based off my experience. Yeah. So. So therefore, you had a safety plan. Yeah, I have a safety plan, yeah. and so you know, and I know at this point in in my life, I'm super busy, and you know that's been one of my prayers is, hey God, I need to be moving, I need to, I don't want to have an idle mind, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I want to stay busy, and luckily I've been so busy to where I don't have time to think about it, mm-hmm. and it's a blessing to me because you know I'm always working on business you know what i'm saying so um i think that's that's good too is always to stay busy um always keep your mind going yeah keep your mind occupied yeah don't give it time to rest Mm -hmm. i mean to 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 have an open window for you know addictions and all this crazy stuff to come in right so yeah that's my take on it yeah that was so we have two good takes two good takes (laughs) take one take two but yeah, yeah, man, this this was this was a good podcast, man. Um, we about addictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really just hope that this this helps someone today. You know, um, if you're experiencing any addictions, just you know, take those tips. Or if you know somebody that's going through addictions, hey, man, you know, take those tips and just do the best you can and and try to you know get that person some help or get yourself some help and you just know that you're not by yourself. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's other people that's going through the same thing that you're going through. Um, they just probably haven't admitted it. But other people, everybody goes through something. You know right. what I'm saying? You're not the only one. And I don't want you to feel like you're the only one in this world struggling with addictions. Right. Because all of us, we need support in various areas. Right. You know, in our life. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that... Is a wrap. Is a W-R-A-P. So, we hope you all enjoy and listen. Enjoy listening <laughs> to the podcast. I always trip up on this area. I mean, you say the same thing at the end. I'm looking like, okay, man, let's just get it going. And, you know, but at the end of the day, hey, man, we appreciate you guys for listening to the My Therapy and the Boss podcast. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you follow us um, on Instagram. Um, follow us on Facebook, My Therapy in the Box. And if you haven't subscribed to the My Therapy in the Box podcast, make sure you do that. Please. And you can also go to MyTherapyInTheBox.com uh, to find out more information on what Courtney does. You can also, Courtney also has a Facebook group. My Therapy in a Box on Facebook um, where she tries to continue discussions uh, from the My Therapy in a Box podcast. So make sure you guys also leave a review. 
Um, I know you guys saw our reviews in a recent podcast, so make sure you leave a review on our podcast. Even if you're listening on Google Play, go to our Apple iTunes and just leave a review. Leave that five stars for us and just tell us what you think about the podcast. So we appreciate you guys for listening. Yes. And until next time, it's what's inside that matters. Talk soon.